welcome to the Sadia Speaks podcast. My name is Sadia Abubeka and the aim of this podcast is to empower, uplift and inspire you to become a better version of yourself, to reach your full potential and believe in your greatness. Each week I get to speak to an incredibly inspiring guest to ask them about their journey so far and to also share with you my insights as a student, a leader and an activist. Now without further ado, let me introduce you to this week's guest. This week's podcast episode features Shaquille. Shaquille is an 18-year-old public speaker, youth counsellor and workshop facilitator who's passionate about using his experiences as inspiration to educate and empower young people to reach their full potential. In his spare time, Shaquille likes to keep fit, learn new skills and go on expeditions. Now, I had a very insightful and empowering conversation with Shaquille and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So without further ado, let's dive straight into the episode. Okay, welcome Shaquille to the Sadia Speaks podcast. How are you doing today? Yes, Alhamdulillah. How are you doing? No, I'm good. I'm, good. I'm very excited to do this episode. I was speaking to you, I think, uh, last week, um, and we end up having a very deep conversation about mm-hmm. something. And then I was like, you know what? Um, y- you know, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while, so you may as well. I may as well get you on the podcast, and we may as well have those very like insightful conversations, and people are going to be able to listen to it. So it's really, really nice to have you here today with me. And um, before I jump in with all the the questions and stuff, when we actually start having those um, insightful conversations, I wanted to do a bit of an icebreaker with you. Now, this episode, I think it'll be coming out um, shortly after Ramadan. Um, However, recently I ordered the Freshly Grounded um, the game. So I got the Ramadan edition and their normal edition. And I really wanted to... um, I really wanted to use use that as some of the, the the questions and so if you don't mind I'm going to ask you some of those questions not too many but you know just for people to get to know you more and um, for us to ease into our conversation as well. Yeah sure. Yeah okay so the first question I have for you is tell me one beautiful thing about your culture. About my culture? Yeah. Um, I'll always say it's a community um, it changes uh, everywhere you go. So, for example, I'm from London, but if you go to Birmingham or Leicester or Manchester, the community will change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just an interesting thing that I love. Like whether um, you have different variations of people, like different different ways of socialising, for example, mm-hmm. uh, different ways, uh, different activities that people do. And some communities may be closer, some might be further away. But the point is that everyone is just together and. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always found that so interesting about my culture, yeah. Mm-hmm, that's great. And um, what was your favourite childhood snack? Uh, that's so difficult. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to think, really think for this one. Um, um, I, th- I can't remember what they were called. I, there were these... Um, it was like this chocolate... I mean, not this chocolate. It was like a, a strawberry line. Mm-hmm. and it was sort of wrong uh, oh and you had like um i know i think vimto had a, cartoon, a comic book uh strip and it was in a blue packet 
Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I forgot the name as well. Because I, I didn't actually used to have them. Like, I didn't actually used to have them uh, as a child, but I have a younger sister and I buy it for her now. And I was like, yeah. these are actually really nice. I didn't used to have these, but I know what you're talking about. They're like, kind of like, um, they're free, they're very sticky as well because they're yeah, they're all sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, I used to roll it up. I never used to have it like individually. I used to roll it up into a big, like, massive ball. <laughs> I should just like you know, like scoff it down. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what back. you're talking about. Just the, just the name. I can't think of the the name right now because, like I said, I didn't used to. I didn't used to have them as a child, but I have them now. Now that I've grown up, I have. Them There's now. also like chocolate uh, brioche rolls. Like uh, I get them from Tesco's, yeah. But I love them. Like uh, I got, I first got introduced to them by my next door neighbor, yeah. and I didn't know what they were called as a child, so I, I kept calling him his name. So <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, his name was Alex, so I used to call it Alec Bread. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, literally, like even to this day, I still call it Alec Bread. My niece and nephew, they look at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> I still do it. Like it's just, yeah, I love that as well. It's a norm now. It's a norm. Okay. Um, now a more deeper question how has your life changed since last april since the first lockdown yeah basically yeah um i've become more self-aware i have i think all my problems i had right like whether it's mental health whether it's things that are happening around me uh maybe things that have happened deep inside that i haven't figured out yet they were all, I realized that everything around me is just external. And that once lockdown had happened, all I was dealing with was the internal, which was just me. Like, how are you going to think when you're left alone in a room? Like you're completely alone, it's just you. Like, what are you gonna do? What goes through your head? I feel like I'm more in tune with my thought process now than mm. I was three years ago. I look back at like conversations I had with my friends from like three years ago, literally this time three years ago, and I'm and I'm looking at like incidents or like things that might have made me upset and what I did and like what the reaction was. Now I've realized I've become like more emotionally intelligent, five mm -hmm. times more in, in fact, because I know what triggers me and what makes me feel upset and how I can deal with that and what is the right way going forward. So I feel like self-awareness is key, yeah. 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 It's very funny because I, I had a very similar like experience with the first lockdown as well and it completely shook me because you know out of nowhere all of a sudden you're just like you said you, you know you're left on your own um and especially as a young person that was just always I was always on my feet always doing things I never stopped um and I never reflected on things and so the first lockdown really it really opened up my eyes to a lot of things and ever since then it, like you said it's made me more self-aware to a lot of things more emotionally intelligent in terms of like for me um establishing boundaries this was something that I didn't used to do you're not taught to do it anyway as a young person you're not you're not taught how to establish boundaries but as the year has gone on I think that's definitely something that I've learned to do and just how to how do I protect my peace how do I know like what bothers me and how I cannot get like triggered by certain things so I think it's definitely been like a good journey in terms of like personal development so I could definitely relate to you on that one um the next question is when do you feel most like yourself most like myself I think yeah. when I'm doing something new mm -hmm. when I've met a new person 
and when I'm doing something that's so unfamiliar to me because well when I'm challenged because I think that's when your true self really comes out personally yeah. because I've had moments where it's almost like movie magic it's, it's like a scene from a film where I'm tested and you're completely beaten down you know you're emotionally drained you're physically drained and um you're really tested to see what's in your core like I think I, I read a, mov a motivational quote once and it said, or video, and it said that the true you basically comes out when you have nothing left. Like champions, mm -hmm. they, they're they the ones that go out there and do what they have to do when they have nothing left. When they have nothing left, that's when they get started. I mean, an example of this is when, um, so I, I, I studied uh, public services as college, yeah. as a level three BTEC. And for, this, for those that don't know what the course is, it's essentially um it teaches you about the statutory non-statutory public services in the uk so for example my teachers are ex-military and police and my peers are looking to join the police or the military i on the other hand uh would like to go to university so i'm taking a different route but regardless you know we're very sort of disciplined we know we we wear uniform we we have to go out camping we have expeditions we have to do military drills and training for the course so as you can imagine it's quite intense Mm. And me going into the course, I was very like skinny and sort of like uh, not not very athletic. I was more on the academic side. The one thing that mm. stuck out to everyone, and this is how I gained respect, was I was just very determined. I wouldn't give up. Like I, like before uh, the third lockdown, we had a bleep test, and I had scored thirteen on the bleep test, which is very difficult, and it's like very sort of above the entry requirements even to join the military on standard levels maybe specialist roles even but I remember just being there and this has never happened before physically so this is why I'm explaining it because it's, this has always happened mentally but physically this is a new thing for me where I was just so beaten down so out of energy like there was nothing left nothing left in the tank and I just pushed so hard and I remember I was making dua like as I was running I swear down like I, I was just praying and like I was like I was so desperate and suddenly I just kept pushing and and I think everyone was so amazed like where did I get that energy from even I was like sort of crazy like to think where did I get that energy from where how was it given to me that's that's not humanly possible for me um you know even the teacher thought you had to call, call the ambulance but alhamdulillah I was okay <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine I, I caught my breath after um and I was okay I made it out you know yeah yeah it's it's very it's very weird because it reminded me of like um you know exam season um it's always come around during Ramadan and I remember pardon me I remember when I was doing my A-levels first year it was just so challenging like mentally because you're sleep deprived so like there were some exams where I didn't sleep all night or I might have been like revising all night and then had suhoor so had like our meal and um, I wouldn't go to sleep after I might revise for the exam after and then go into college and do the exam and then the exam would be brutal because I did sociology and I just still remember to this day I just feel that like, I feel like on that day I wasn't even alive I was like how was I even functioning <laughs> it's like how was I functioning and it was the exam that I did the best in and I, I look back I'm like how like I wasn't even half awake but it's just like 
like you said, it, it pushes you so hard to a point where you have never been before. And I think God as well. I think it's just God. Just God gives mm-hmm. you that energy. God, God guides you through it. It's not even you. That's because I, I see it as a miracle. Like I said, like I was barely functioning. And I look back, I'm just like, how did I, how? And it's just a mental state. You, you go into this mental state and you you can't you can't even like now if you were to tell me oh try getting into that mental state I can't (laughs) I wouldn't be able to you know it's so crazy so I think I definitely agree with what you said in terms of like when you have nothing that's when like the real you really comes out that energy that because you're uh, you're not defeated but you feel like you're defeated and you don't you don't want to win you know so that's great okay the last one that I have for you is give me one principle that changed your life that I could implement. Hmm, I have to think for this one. So one principle that has changed my life that you could implement. Okay. You don't ever wait to get started okay. in anything. You just, you do it even if even if you're not ready, you do it. Yeah. And I think that's gotten me very far. Um, even when we were beginning this call, I mentioned I wanted to get my own podcast and I'm planning for that. Yeah. Um, you know, you do it even if you're not ready because I think that's that's something that's always gotten me far. Like I remember when I first started youth parliament in year 11, I'm in year 13 now. Yeah. I first entered youth parliament. I remember, for example, my first session challenging the MYP there in a debate motion and no one had even thought about doing that because the MIP is sort of so powerful and so superior in, in a political uh, sort of nature in, in that structure. And mm-hmm. I think that showing that you would you would go to any lengths to, to get what you want and do what you need to do, no matter even if you're ready or not, I think it converts things in your mind. It rewrites your mind, it rewrites history, I think, mm-hmm. even because you're, you're not sort of tricking yourself but it's like you will be ready you will rise to the occasion you just need to make the steps and that's okay yeah yeah and I f- you know what I feel like I feel like there's no such thing as like uh the perfect time to start like you, you're just never you're never gonna know when that perfect time is so you may as well just do it if that makes sense you know like you can just sit and, and contemplate on something but unless you do it you're just never gonna know you know and that's why I think that is such a good piece of advice and going going forward I think I'll I've I this is something that I already implement I think if I didn't implement this I wouldn't be where I am today but I think it's like let me take it to the next level you know um let me take it to the next level and see like what what can happen what can happen after that but I think as a young person it's definitely one that we should all take on board because we have this thing where we're told because we're young, we can't do certain things, you know, we're still in education or we're doing X and Y and we, we can't, but really we can and we have more flexibility to do certain things more than like, um, more than adults when you compare us because as young people, we have uh, less responsibility, we have more time and we have less commitments. So that means it's like, we, we can take bigger risks. I'm not saying adults can't take them, but when you do compare, a young person can take more risks, you know, because they, they have less responsibilities, you know? So it's like, think about it, a, fa- a father, 
only to a certain extent will will a father take uh, certain certain risks because it's like he has his children in the picture as well. Whereas a young person, you don't have uh, you don't have children, you don't have any sort of responsibility on that sense. So you can take very very big jumps, and I think the faster you you fail and the faster you make mistakes, the faster you're going to learn. So it's much better if you do it much yeah, earlier. You know. You know, fail early, fail fail forward. Um, everything for me comes from the heart. Yeah. The business that I'm trying to sort out now, the the podcast I'm that I'm planning, it'll all come from the heart. Yeah. And even though I'm not, you know, I'll risk it all because I can. And exactly. Even I, I'm not a father yet, but that mm. the even social action projects I've done in the past or projects or like my business, that's like my child in a way because it's it really comes from the heart and um it's not to say that's not important to me it is but you you need to be able to do it. and there are different ways of implementing that yeah. as well you know you have the four second rule for example i'm the type of guy where like if i have an idea it comes in weird places i'll be i'll be laying in bed or i'll be in the shower and i just have to get a pen and paper i just have to get out i have to do oh my I goodness, have to I'm act exactly on it. like that so sorry to cut you off but i'm just exactly like that and yeah. i just find myself having to run and get a pen and be able to just like write this down very quickly I'm the type of guy that was always a busy bee before lockdown even though I'm still like that which is which has made people a bit sort of concerned about me because I've it's not even about being a workaholic it's just about having ideas and acting on them yeah. because I was a type of guy where that, that would leave at seven in the morning and get home about 9 30 every evening wow. uh, and I'm doing honestly doing extracurricular activities going to the mosque you know school revision library whatever it was I was always doing different things and yeah. because I loved it I love my life and I, I don't ever, you know, sometimes things might not be going your way, but again, you have something else in planned and maybe it, not be, it might not be um, meant for you because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has something else and he's he's more knowing and he, he knows what it is. So I just say Alhamdulillah, I move forward. And if something, if I take an L, I say Alhamdulillah twice and I move forward again because, you know, if you're not learning from it, then it truly is an L. Yeah. That's how I think of it because if I like I always self-evaluate now and I always ask for feedback like for example uh, I remember like earlier on doing speeches like in high school like in secondary school mm -hmm. I would never really ask for, for feedback and criticism from my peers why because I was scared of it I was scared of of mm -hmm. what they would tell me but now I'm always after it. I'm always like I'm, I'm, I'm almost poking, poking them with a stick like give me feedback, give me feedback. <laughs> I want to improve you know so I think there are different ways of implementing that but everyone needs to find their own way and they will happen yeah no, that, that's that's honestly amazing and, and truly inspiring what you just said. And I wanted to ask you, because you touched on this. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, what what are, the, what are the type of things that you have got involved in whilst also uh, whilst also studying, studying at school? Yeah, so many things. So I'm a public speaker. I'm a youth counsellor and a workshop facilitator now. Mm -hmm. Um, essentially, I just got involved in a range of uh, volunteering activities mm -hmm. with different organizations. I never really narrowed myself down to one organization. Yeah. I believe that every, every organization offers you different skills and yeah. you don't want to repeat the same skills. You want to versatile yourself, but also things like this, it helps you create yourself and create not necessarily things for your CV, but you need to find out what you're passionate about and what you're yeah. good at. You know, a lot of people, I always found like, as a young person, like an adult tell me, oh, you need to find yourself, you need to find yourself. No, I completely disagree with that, my friend. I believe I need to create myself. Mm 
and young people need to create themselves by reading books developing you know having self-development mm. and finding out what they're good at so you know in the beginning it was volunteering but mm. now I'm doing more things to do with you know workshop facilitating you know I think that's how that's how I'm having sort of an income here and there with um, freelancing activities but again I never thought about the money I never thought about any of that it was just about um, your passion and I even sort of saw this Will, uh, Will I Am sort of quote and he said he was speaking to his mother and his mother said you know you need to get a job you're unemployed and he said I do have a job I'm just not getting paid yet and that's exactly what it was for me and I think it will continue to be like that for a long time before I can um, you know before I can uh, get my market value out there but I know what I'm worth and I demand that and alhamdulillah it receives and, and I give back yeah no that's amazing and I think you touched on something so important there and it's about you know you're never gonna know like what you like um what you don't like what your passion is if you don't try different things and we try to put ourselves in boxes and just limit ourselves to one thing you're a human being you're multifaceted there's so many elements to you and so how are you gonna know like that this uh, job this role this activity that's the thing for you if you haven't tried you have to try more things for you to actually understand and know all right okay like this is this is exactly what it is that I want to do this is what I love and I think going back to what we mentioned earlier as young people we have more time less commitment less responsibility so we have the flexibility to actually do those things and I really wanted to speak to you because I saw that like um, our stories are very similar so um, for me as well when I when I started my journey my leadership journey it started in school as well so there were things from primary school but let me just start from secondary school from secondary school just doing things like school council and doing that for three years and I know every school is different but the things mm -hmm. that I was um, the things that I was like uh, introduced to, so for example, interviewing teachers, interviewing even head teachers, like getting that sort of experience, getting that sort of confidence. And the message that my school in installed in, in me, and I think in all people, but I'm just gonna speak to my for myself, is that speaking up is important. Like your voice is important. What you have to say is important. So that meant that as I grew older, I ultimately began to believe in myself and in, in, in the message that I had and in what I wanted to contribute. It didn't matter where, to whatever cause it was, if that makes sense. And so doing school council for three years and then within that, I started volunteering as well, volunteering. Uh, in a in a community in a sector that you know I I wasn't kind of, uh, how to explain it I wasn't um, I wasn't involved in before so in sports and specifically in swimming because I never did swimming I did like athletics or whatever football but I never did swimming so even that it you know it opens up the door for you to meet new people and like opportunities and that's the thing it's like once you do one thing like so many other doors are going to open for you you know even when you finish that opportunity another opportunity will come it will lead you to something different and then that's another thing for you to try and that's another skill for you to learn another person for you to meet and network so by the time that I got to college you know I just had the confidence to then take my own initiative because before that it was all about like like I said volunteering being a part of a team and contributing here and there but then I got to a point where I was like no I want to do my own thing and I still had the support from my college and 
there as well opportunities open and open and open and open and then you realize as a young person that your age it's not a limiting factor it's actually your superpower <laughs> like this is why I say now I'm like no your age is actually your superpower um because the courage that you have the resilience that you have is completely different when you're a young person and it's important that now I kind of give back to my community and I share my story and your story and other people's stories so other young people can also see like damn like you know they were able to do x and y well what's stopping me from doing this what's stopping me from setting up a business like I network with um with people now and they tell me like they started their businesses whilst they were at school there's nothing stopping us as young people you know and so I wanted to kind of ask you because I think you, you are a um a youth counsellor so I wanted to uh, ask you you know what is a youth counsellor for those that don't know and how did you um get yourself involved with the role yeah sure so a youth counsellor is essentially a member of your local youth parliament so mm -hmm. it's essentially like a debating society that's been sort of been put together through an apolitical process so they don't necessarily support a party but they do make changes in the local area you'll have different campaigns from like mental health and litter and police and crime and a whole various other selection that will help your that will intend to help your local area and I really got involved because I think your story really highly resonated with me because I was always volunteering in primary school and high school uh, I was always doing these little roles here and there and then eventually uh, I was in year eight and my friend said you need to come to the youth parliament with us because um, the debating society is no more we've cut the funding in our school and you just need to join through there it'll be a lot better it'll be on a bigger platform and uh, it'll have different people from different schools and it'll just be a lot better for you and I said okay I'll think about it but I never really got involved until year 11 and that's because I had I had boxing going on at the time. I was amateurly fighting and training. I had Quran classes at the mosque. Mm. I had I had uh, tuitioning. I had my studies. So I was I was a busy bee. But then <laughs> towards like the end of year eleven, I think that's when everything kicked off, and I started to realize, mm. hold on, like I need to step up here. And yeah, I fell in love with it honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great, and I feel like very like similar to me. Like you've just had a lot of experience because you. Yeah, you've got yourself involved in so many things. And it's actually, it becomes difficult um, not to be like full of myself or whatever, but it becomes difficult to even share because you're just like, where do I even start? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, where do I even start? Like, um, maybe it would be better to just like maybe create a video and show it instead because you just feel like you can be talking for ages if you actually said everything that you've done through the through the years you know but I wanted to ask you um you know like how have your experiences inspired you to become a young leader and I want you to touch on certain experiences as well you don't have to tell me all of them yeah, but sure. the the ones that have been probably the most influential ones in your journey yeah sure so I think it's a cycle so um, I originally was really inspired by young people before I really got started. So, you know, I had my ambitions in primary school. And then when I hit high school, secondary school, I thought to myself that I, I was sort of defined by my age. I, I bought into that system. I bought into that, that sort of thing that everyone had going on, the adults. And um, then I saw my peers. I saw people that were my age or similar to my age doing amazing things. And I thought, I'm just like them, you know. 
there's nothing stopping me, uh, you know, as points previously mentioned. And I thought, okay, I'll go for it. And I think things like Youth Parliament introduced me to a variety of things that are happening in my local area because you have to start somewhere. And I think expanding your knowledge in an area is really good in a, in a certain, it might be in a field, it might be people, it might be, it might be anything. It might be about how your local government works. I went from in my school to my local area, to my borough, to nationally, to, and then, you know, re, sorry, regionally, then nationally. So yeah, youth parliament, I think that introduced me to many, many people and you need to be introduced to people. You're never going to learn anything if you don't meet new people, especially that are likewise to yourself. I always felt like I was different to everyone else uh, until I met uh, everyone in youth parliament because I didn't have that feeling of belonging. And mm. I think that everyone needs that as a young person. You're always searching for that. But then suddenly, like, you know, you might feel like you're left behind or, you, you know, you don't fit in any, anywhere. Second experience, or like not even Norda, but another experience is joining NCS. Yeah. Again, similar reasons, but I feel like they're on a bigger platform. And even doing things like Head Start after NCS, I think that introduced me to my market value in the employment uh, world because as you just said you know we have so many experiences um and i think you can easily not if you don't keep track of it and understand how valuable you are you can easily not understand your self-worth yeah and if and if that happens you know you'll be taken advantage of i'm oh, sorry notification mm -hmm. yeah you'll be easily taken advantage of and that that cannot happen uh, especially when you're a young person if you have the skills if you have the work ethic then you shouldn't necessarily be demanding what you want but you should get, have something in exchange whether it's like a, a reference or uh, a recommendation or some sort of publicity or so you know something to show for what you have done yeah yeah well that's amazing i think you touched on something so important which was belonging and when you when you said that i was just like I can 100% uh, relate at the end of the day we all want to feel like like we belong but you know what I think and maybe this is something that I could ask you like me feeling like I didn't belong in like growing up so in school it actually allowed me to be in the position that I am today and then actually feel for young people that have those the same experiences if that makes sense so me feeling like I didn't belong and that like damn like I'm different and I can't really I'm, I don't fit in that even gave me uh the confidence to just do me because now um because now I, I could actually I actually meet like-minded young individuals I actually meet individuals that are doing amazing things and you know I can relate to and we we have something in common and it's like we want to better ourselves we want to better our futures but also other young people as well and so that thing of like belonging I think um, is something that we all struggle with but it's the thing that gave me that resilience and so I wanted to ask you like in terms of your experience was it was it a similar case so that like did it give you the courage to just be like you know what I'm just gonna be me and that's it I don't care <laughs> yeah honestly like when I when I when I hear you speak it's like honestly like myself honestly it's like a mirror almost because 
I never bought into conformity. I never bought into doing what everyone else was doing because I, I could never fit into, I could never fit with them, even if I tried. Yeah. So you might as well use it to your advantage and do you because you stand out anyway. Exactly. You know, you, you're, you're, you're a stick out the grass anyway. So you might as well do it because what's stopping you at this point? You know, people are going to look and stare and, and wonder anyway. So why don't you, why don't you make them look and stare and wonder good things about you? Because you already have that in you. Why don't you just show it out there? You know, yeah. don't be afraid because everything again is internal or external all the good things that you have within yourself you need to get that out there you need to show people how amazing you are because once they see how amazing you are they'll begin to see how amazing they can be and that's what i love about myself that's why i like unlocking people's potential that's why i like you know workshop facilitating and and doing all these things you know i just love i just love you know i, I can never express it I, I i love people i love giving a platform to others and understanding how they work and what makes them who they are and how they can better themselves and how I'm going to better for myself because if it's going to better me it's going to benefit you and it's going to benefit everyone else yeah it's honestly like I think we can go back and forth all evening but like 100% I couldn't agree like I couldn't agree more because like even in terms of like speaking up about certain issues once you take that step, it gives other people the courage to take that step as well. Us being ourselves and being ourselves unapologetically gives others uh, the courage to, to do the exact same thing. And that's why it's so important for you to just be you, because that in itself is enough, you know. So for any young person that's listening to this right now and they're just struggling to be themselves, they're struggling to show up as themselves, I would say to take that mask, throw it away and be themselves, be themselves anyway, because it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna give courage to somebody else that, that feels like they can't be themselves, that feels like they have to fit in to society. And at the end of the day, we're all different. So what are we trying to fit into? You know, like everybody is different. You have your own uh, identity, you have your own fingerprint, and that's enough if we, if we want to talk about biology here, you know, like that in itself. That, that in itself tells you that you yourself, you're unique. So don't try to be something that you're not, or don't try to fit in, don't try to put yourself into a box, like I mentioned earlier. We need to stop doing that as, as young people. We need to stop putting ourselves into a box. We need to kind of expand out of that because once we do like wow like on the other side there's some great things once you actually do that you know and it takes a lot of courage a lot of resilience but it's definitely worth in the end because it gives you a lot of peace you know so yes we're young the buffers are 18 I'll be turning 19 um next month it feels very weird to say that I'll be turning 19 next month and I think the thing that I'm probably the most happiest about you know we were talking about belonging is that finding myself or being able to create myself you know having that process of when I uh, you say finding yourself I call it like coming to terms with who you are first and then creating yourself like accepting yourself at the very moment for who you are and, and then who you creating can be. the vision that you want to be yeah and so having that at a young age is so powerful because then you go on this journey, you're, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and you just want to better yourself. You want nothing else, you know? You're not trying to 
change you're not trying to mold yourself into something that you're not because you're at peace with who you are you're not at war with yourself and this was me I don't know about you but like I was at war with myself for so many years I was trying to be something something that I wasn't I wasn't comfortable in my skin color I wasn't comfortable with with um with my scarf I try switch it up and it was just like it doesn't make sense like that's not you <laughs> like that is not you you know so start trying to be somebody you're not just to be liked um because people are going to talk anyways people are going to say something to you anyways uh whether it's good whether it's bad what's important is you like yourself that's all that matters at the end of the day um so yeah did you want to add anything to that before I jump to the next no I, I completely agree with you honestly like it's always a reminder for me and I feel like when you speak it's just it's highly resonates with myself even me I'm planning a, a self-identity workshop that's going to be on Saturday and like all the points that you mentioned like highly resonate with me I just completely agree with what you said like even you know with high like being aligned with yourself you need to be aligned with yourself you need to keep checking and understand who you are I keep a, a paper mache mask on my desk on the other side of my room as a reminder that not as in like has as I've ever put a, a social mask before or going to but it's just a reminder that you are different yeah. as in I speak to myself like you are different mm. and that there are others out there that wear that there are others out there that wear that mask and it's and it's sort of it's almost your responsibility to say no you can be you and and it's okay and that's the whole point and as you just said yeah yeah amazing thank you so much for that I think um that was a powerful one we dropped a, a couple of gems there um but you also mentioned something important you mentioned the importance of keeping track so when you are doing a lot of cool stuff as a young person you're volunteering you're getting involved with opportunities it's important to keep on track of that now so I wanted to ask you how do you keep on track how have you been able to keep on track of all of the things uh, keep track of all of the things that you've done up until uh, this point yeah so I follow a little formula which is experience equals content mm-hmm and that basically just means, like, as you just said before, we could talk about this, like, one little experience all night, right? About what we've done, what the skills we've gained, like, who we've met, blah, blah, blah. But you can do that in so many different ways. You can express that in different ways. People process information differently. And especially now, as a young person, you're living in an age where social media is a big thing. Yeah. Creativity is a big thing. There, nothing is stopping you, you know. I, I know five-year-olds that can edit videos better than I do. You know, nothing is stopping you. So, personally... What I did before was I kept a really long document, uh, like a CV, but then I realized that's actually not realistic and that actually becomes like a big diary and you don't want that. Yeah. So either you can create videos, um, you can have, uh, uh, recently I've been putting, putting together a portfolio, which basically contains everything. Like it's, it's going to be online. So because I recently I've been, like for a while I've been putting my stuff on social media, yeah. but then let's say, Mark Zuckerberg or someone just says, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. And the whole platform shuts down. Like, <laughs> that's my biggest fear right now because I haven't updated my portfolio, but I'm going to do that soon. So, you know, you can't rely on social media, like in my opinion, as that platform. You need to keep a record of what you're doing. And also you need to have something to show for it. You need to take pictures. You need to document. You need to have references. You need to have people that you can rely on, like such as employers or people that can push you further. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like volunteering sometimes can be quite generic. Mm -hmm. And 
And that's where people like me come in, that I'm on the youth board or the NCS Youth Forum, where we try to make things quite innovative for young people so they can gain more, for example, employability skills with the kickstart scheme that's happening now or that mm. will happen in the future. So what you want to avoid is doing the same thing. And as you just said, when you do different things, you gain different skills. And that's when you can, so quote unquote, create yourself and discover your passion. If I was, if I never, besides being involved in media, if I never did, for example, youth, youth parliament, I never realized that the political career that I want in the future is possible. That's the thing. I'd never seen anyone, an Asian, uh, I don't like to use the word, uh, the, the phrase fame uh, background, but from that sort of minority, I didn't really see a politician growing up and look up to someone like that um mm. that was on tv on bbc like it, it was just never a thing so i thought it was a dream yeah. but it probably will not happen because of the circumstances i'm in and something like that you cannot control you cannot control uh your race um and sort of your background yeah. but you can use it to your advantage because it is an advantage it is who you are and you should be proud of that yeah. so you know again going back to my previous point take advantage of these opportunities there's always a there's always a positive you can take from them yeah yeah you know um i think the idea of having the portfolio that's honestly amazing and what i like to do is i like to have like a poster because i have a that phobia as well so it's like what if everything just shuts down like and you lose everything like what are you going to do then so for me it's like you know have that backup like paper it's not going to like you're not going to lose it especially if you keep it safe you're not going to lose that paper so I have like, you have like physical posters so yeah, you, yeah. you have like physical posters okay yeah, so I have it in like a kind of like a timeline oh, interesting. I'll decorate and I'll decorate it so and I'll have and I have each month and I'll write down okay this this month this is what I did or this is the opportunity that I got involved involved with and it's always nice to look back because trust me the amount of times you can probably relate to this the amount of times that you will forget what you've done it's actually crazy and you'll be sitting and then you'll just remind like I was just sitting here and you were talking about youth parliament and you reminded me of an opportunity that and I was like oh my gosh I forgot about that opportunity so it's just like you have to write these things down but I also wanted to, to touch on like LinkedIn like I know that's a very very cool one because you said you know um generate more opportunities for yourself and so I think as young people there's not a lot of us on LinkedIn and I don't I'm not really a serious like I don't use it uh as much as I should and I know that's very bad but I will be using it <laughs> I will be using it more but I'd say for young people to definitely um put like their experiences to post about what they're what they're doing the opportunities that they're getting involved with how it's you know benefited them what they've learned who they've networked with I think LinkedIn is a great um it's a great one for that as well a great social media platform for young people to to do that because like I said you're going to generate more opportunities from that as well you don't know what doors you can open for for yourself just by doing that because going forward I think CVs, we're gonna we're gonna move, and they're not gonna be used. They'll die out. Yeah, they will they die will out. Die out. LinkedIn they is will. the future. Like all these things are the future. So as a young person, you keep up with it. And yeah. you know, I tend to be quite old-fashioned myself, like personally. But um, keep up with the times, honestly. Like yeah. I, I think, yeah, LinkedIn is very underrated, and yeah. it's almost like a secret now. It's yeah. almost that when you're a young person and you're on LinkedIn, you almost don't share that you're on LinkedIn to other young people because yeah, you don't want them. No. I think it's a subtle thing. I personally don't do that, but that's why I've, that's why I felt. And um, 
yeah i completely agree with everything you said to, you know we need to use it more we need to use it more especially when it's when so, there's not a lot of us like i want to see more of us on there but when there's not a lot of us like you don't even have a lot of competition like think about it recruiters that yeah. want young people because as young people we need to understand the skills that we have as well we have grown up with social media so we we know how these things work the the direction that the world is going into right now this digital world um like there's going to be employees there's going to be companies that need young people that, so they can understand all of this stuff so you if you're you're creative you find out what it is that you are good at right so I don't really like the whole technical stuff but I know I'm creative I know I'm enthusiastic I know I love speaking. likewise yeah I love writing so it's just like okay how can I use these things and how can they fit into the world that we're living in today like that's that's a question that I want to pose to like every but all the young people that are listening to this is just like think about your skills your abilities what can you do well what can you what do you like and you can improve on that you can not just make as a hobby but as something that as a profession or it's going to always be be helpful especially now with with this pandemic I think the biggest lesson has been to have more than one stream of income more than one skill more you know and so as a young person trust me that there's more to you than you think your age is your superpower I think that's like our caption for this um (laughs) for this episode like age is your superpower (laughs) listen um Shaki, like this this episode has been amazing I think we've dropped so many gems before I leave you though I wanted to just ask you if there was anything that you kind of wanted to share with um with the listeners if there's something that you know we didn't touch on as much and you wanted to touch on um please take it away yeah I think there are many things I think we could go on for hours but I think you've summarized it perfectly um I think perhaps a few announcements from myself so if that's okay of course, of course. Yeah, so I'm a workshop facilitator, guys. I'm doing a session on, I've done sessions on like social action, uh, social action, uh, finding meaningful change in your community, self-identity and how to create meaningful relationships, all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so please like get involved and if you want to see anything, any new content from me, let me know. Mm. Also, I'm going to be starting my own business soon, which is going to be known as the Public Speaking Inventory. Wow, I love yeah. that thing. And then we've got the Listen to Be Heard podcast, which is going to be out soon. Um, wow. I'm still in sort of getting together process and researching and all that stuff. But yeah, that's those are the announcements. Mm. And then by the time this is out, I should have already got some stuff out there. So yeah. guys, check me yeah. out. No, that's amazing. As well. yeah. uh, I'll make sure, of course, to have, um, just like all the guests that come on, I make sure to um, put their social medias like under the, um, the description. So you trust me like I'm sure some people are going to reach out they're going to follow and you know I attended the workshop that you did on on uh, social action and that was really really good really engaging so you know what keep it up <laughs> you know keep it up and um, I can't wait I can't wait for the podcast I love the name listen to me here I absolutely love it and um, I want you to tell me more about the business Okay, yeah. So essentially, I would like to give a platform and service to young people out there. And it's not so much a course on how to publicly speak and how to get better, even though techniques are a viable asset to it. But the way I think of it is, I'm on a journey. Yeah, I'm on a journey to find out what makes an elegant public speaker. 
and what makes them effective? How has this changed over time with different cultures and different people and across the world? You know, does this change in different languages? Is it the techniques they use? You know, if you really think about it, because I'm, I'm really sort of really into ancient history, we are the the kings of our time. We have all the resources. We have all the the roofs over our head. Like human evolution, like we've become sort of physically weaker. But what is one thing that hasn't changed, or one thing that's improved? Communication. So the way I think about it is, it's going to be sort of a community-led project where I'm going to encounter what makes a good public speaker, and we are going to discover that together. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be conveying all those tips and all those information out uh, all that information out and giving that to young people and giving them a platform giving them a say into into how they can do that and also a service like I imagine this going really like going further and, I, and this is not me dreaming big this is something I've thought about since I was a child like I mean with this like with the diplomatic career I want to pursue uh, uh, vocational wise like with my career Mm -hmm. I plan to travel the world with this and yeah. I plan to do so many things with this like it'll be in different languages hopefully you yes. know and that's one thing like that will never change I mean or that will improve I have a love or hate relationship with public speaking and mm -hmm. it's something that you know I'm learning as myself so I feel like the thing that makes it special and innovative is that I'm young and I'm learning yeah. and so are you and yeah. we are going to make mistakes, make mistakes together. We are going to flop together. We are going to improve together. Yeah. And obviously we'll have guest speakers and all these professionals in uh, as well so we can learn from them. But it's a journey and life is a journey. And I mean, you have to take it with both arms and you just don't have to let go and you have to push forward. So yeah, that is the public speaking inventory. The yeah. name might change, but I'm kind of digging it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I could explain what it means, but like again, it's up to you. I don't know how much time we have left, but no, that on listen, it, just what you um explained in itself, it just woof, I just don't think we're ready. <laughs> I don't think we're ready for it because it's it's amazing. And what I'm excited about is just it's something that I've never I haven't seen before. And that's what makes it exciting when it's something new. And like you said, and it's just crazy how much um I could just resonate with you you know when you're doing something new and you have that view so like what makes it exciting is you know as the young person I'm growing so it's going to grow with me you know and I just I just absolutely love that whole concept and it's going to be great I wish you the best of luck and please do reach out if um you know there's something that I can help you with or you want my input or whatever just let me know but listen Shakira, I'm gonna let you go I'm gonna end the podcast here thank you so much for um for you know jumping on the podcast and I'm sure I'm sure the listeners are going to love this episode yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure and I'll be in touch with you soon thank you so much thank you for listening to this week's podcast episode I hope you enjoyed it and if you did please share this with your friends and family and leave a review below with what you liked the most and um, any guest recommendations or topic recommendations too thank you